You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, good morning, Las Vegas. This is Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. And today I am so excited to talk to you guys about the wonderful things that are going on in Las Vegas. Also, we're going to get deep into the relationships. Um, I want to talk about some things I'm going through and maybe you are too. I don't know. But we will have Dr. Colleen Mullen on the show she's been on before and I love 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 her website she has a a practice called coaching through chaos and you know sometimes in my relationship there's a lot of chaos happening and I have to learn how to you know work through all of this stuff you know dealing with another person it can be difficult you know whether you're married to them or if it's a friendship, or if it's a family member. Dealing with another individual can be chaotic, right? So we have to learn how to manage ourselves and them, right? We have to create boundaries. And that's something that I personally struggle with, uh, with, you know, my children. You know, I have to say that boundaries are kind of difficult for me sometimes because, you know, you want to, You just want to give them what they want. And that's always not the best practice, right? Sometimes you got to say no. But we're going to dig into the relationship. Uh, I'm going to be talking more about my spouse um, because we are evolving. I'd like to say, you know, there was a period of time where I thought we were stuck And I felt like I was running this hamster wheel. You know, nothing was changing. And then I talked to a few people like Dr. Mullen. And I've learned to set those boundaries. And I've learned to say no. And I've learned to put me first. If you listened to the show last week, we had um, Natasha McRae on. And it was a repeat of a show that we did a couple of years ago. And it was about self-love and putting yourself first. You know, if you're on that airplane, you're going to put that oxygen mask on you first, right? So what you're doing and how you're taking care of yourself is so important. So actually now Dr. Mullen has called in on the line. So we're going to jump right in and talk about relationships Dr. Mullen, welcome to the show once again. Hi, Zandra. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Oh, my goodness. You know, I have to say I've taken your advice 
And uh-huh. my relationship has actually gotten a little bit better. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, so it's um, either what you told me or the fact that he's out of town. <laughs> well, <laughs> so it's fifty-fifty. I'm going to go with it. Must be the great advice, right? And then you know what? Also, uh, if anyone wants to catch the shows that Dr. Mullen has been on, you can always find them on your favorite podcast platform. I know that I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. But um, what I wanted to say was we were talking about stonewalling before. And I, yes, and I posted that on Facebook. And there was so much response to the stonewalling. Yeah, because I had no idea that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're not shutting down, your partner still gets an opportunity to connect with you. Right. And I, and I did, like you said, I would just kind of like, in my own words, I would say, you know, let's just earmark this conversation for a later time. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And then I circled back around and expressed yeah. how I felt about things. Mm. And it, and it went so differently when you're able to take that 30 minutes, 24 hours, whatever is needed right. and come back, right? You're, you're calm. You're able to say, this is what I really wanted you to know, rather than either not saying it at all and shutting down or saying it in a way that nobody will hear. Right. And then I'm mm-hmm. able to hear what he's trying to tell me a lot. You know, I'm understanding a lot better how he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah, because he's communicating with me differently because I'm not Mm -hmm. shutting down or showing that I'm upset Mm non-verbally. Right. Yes. Yes. And like literally when you are like when when you're stonewalling and you're shutting and you're shut down and you're doing literally doing non-verbals. Right. That's an active uh, position doing the non-verbals that show you're not listening you're you're actually overwhelmed on the inside with your emotions. Oh, you know, your yes. physiological system is is you know on guard and they're fighting and so it's really hard to even take in information during that time. And that's why stonewalling is so difficult because a lot of times the couple will think that even you know, the one who is saying all the words will think that they're saying it to a person who should be listening because they look like that they're sitting there, even if they're not saying anything, they look like they're at least on the receiving end of their words. But when you're, when you're stone stonewalling, you just can't process it. You right. can't take in the information. And yeah. he knows when I'm stonewalling. Cause like when I do it, my nonverbals mm-hmm. are like, you know, my eyes are rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my nose is flaring, you know, so it's kind of obvious for me, but anyhow, yeah. I digress. Uh, before well, you came you, on, I was talking uh-huh. about how difficult relationships can be, whether it is a spouse, a friend, a family member, you know. Uh-huh. And I do have to say that even with my girlfriends, you know, I, you know, was very quick to hang up the phone, you know, stop all communication. Uh-huh. But I've learned Mm -hmm. to just kind of sit back and let them talk, let Mm -hmm. them get out what they have to say. And then when there's a little bit of silence, I'll jump right on in there and say what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And is that going, is that going better for you then for learning a tolerance for not just shutting everything off, you know, and hanging up the phone when you're upset? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's also, I'd have to say, you know, working with my anger management as well. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all of that, I mean, that is part of anger management, right? You're, you're learning an intervention that allows you to still engage and compartmentalize some of the anger for the moment. Yes. So you're teaching your brain to do different things. Yes, because I want a different outcome. You know, I'm not one Mm -hmm. to, you know, I'm not a part of the cancel culture. Like, I'm never going to talk to you again. Uh You know, it's like I still Uh have those friendships that are 25, 30 years, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really important, the communication style that I, you know, have with loved ones. Yes. Yeah. And most of the time, it's going to be similar across the board. You're going to find that because you will attract similar people, whether they're intimate partners or best friends or even the people that you gravitate to uh, as coworkers. Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. we won't talk about coworkers because I've started a new job and they're probably listening this weekend. So I'm not going to say much other than hello. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, tell us what you're doing, Dr. Mullen. I mentioned the uh, coaching through chaos. I love that name. Mm -hmm. I love it because it is so true. Yes. It, and it, it has double meaning. It is about originally it was my doctorate work in chaos theory and psychology and using a model in chaos theory as a way of mapping people through major changes in life that I, I kind of carved out and kind of uh, theorized on when I was uh, running a large drug rehab. But it turned out that it is a very relatable uh, business name for a therapy practice. So it has been very good to me. Uh, to help keep the phone ringing. I get calls all the time where people say, well, I definitely need to talk to you because of all the chaos in my life. Yes. So um, it's kind of worked uh, uh, well for me over the years now. And so the name <laughs> has a double entendre. I yes. just want to say that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. So I know you've written a couple of books. Can you remind us of those books? And do you have something coming up? Sure, I do. Um, right now, I'm, I'm very much promoting my new journal. It's a mindfulness journal, and it's called My Mindful Reflections. Okay. And uh, it's a daily journal for better mental health, and you can find that on Amazon. And just go put in My Mindful Reflections, and you'll find it. And, um, and then I also have the 60-day plan for embracing your inner leader, which is a leadership workbook for women. Okay. And and currently I am now working on uh recording the new episodes getting to, ready to launch my next podcast project which is called Love Unboxed the Love Unboxed podcast. I'm tripping over it. I haven't said it out loud too much. The so, Love uh, Unboxed. Right. Okay. It's for the hopeful romantic. For those people who just haven't given up on love and but still don't quite know if they're going to get it right. So this is uh, a question-based show where I take a question from one of the listeners uh, and 
record an episode around that question for them. Okay. So the the listener can be single or married, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. There are a lot of a lot of hopeful romantics kind of going, gosh, I hope my partner of twenty years I hope that we can have what I've wanted or what we had a little while ago, you know, and kind of get that back. Right. When are so you going to is... get back to the love? Yes. Right. That would be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I did see that you had a very lovely family vacation, it looked like. And I thought I thought of you and oh, I thought yes. of our conversation. And I said, gosh, it looks like she's doing something different. <laughs> yes, yes. It was so it was wonderful. Very happy. Oh, we were it all very so very happy. And, you know, I took the kids this year, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't done that I before. So. Yeah. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It looked like everybody had a blast. Yeah, we did. We did. My sister um, orchestrated that whole thing. And so I want to thank her. Thank you, Zanita, for putting the uh, family vacation together and looking forward to next year. Well, that's so nice. anyhow, yeah, so. let's yes. talk about those who are married, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those who are married those who have been married and dating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So, you know, the question that comes up is, you know, how long, you know, like a lot of times it's like, how long should I wait after getting divorced to date? You know, can I just jump back in, you know, and, and, you know, they just want to go a lot of times. I think um, it depends on your age though. What do you think? Well, well, you know, um, I think it depends on what a person wants more so than their okay. age okay. and and kind of what they've, what they've witnessed along the way. But what we do know is that people who have been married once and divorced will more than likely try to get, you know, attempt a marriage again. Mm-hmm. And so there are, you know, the divorce rate has held steady. They're not great numbers. Uh, but and they do get worse with the more multiple marriages that you have. But it does say though that people who have been married want to be successful in marriage. They want to stay in a marriage, right. or they want to find that kind of lifetime partner, so they keep going for it. So uh, I call myself part of that crowd, and that's the hopeful romantic crowd. And uh, but I do have things to show of how it can be. Uh, what people need to go through to understand how to have it be different for them in the future. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Because some people, and, and as far as like, you know, how long does somebody wait? uh, It's, you know, some, some marriages are over for years and a person really is ready to date when they get out. What I tell a person to do, any person is no matter how happy the, or how amicable the divorce may be, uh, I I still encourage them to wait until the paperwork is is filed and mm-hmm. done, like that they are divorced. Just because there's 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 usually loose ends. There's usually uh, stress, even in the friendliest of divorces. There can be things that come up because you're talking about money. Sometimes you know the child um, custody arrangements. You're talking about what you're going to do uh, about your social security and your retirement fund. I mean, so there's a lot that can get people triggered 
in a divorce, even when it's friendly. And okay. if you bring someone else new into that energy, you know, you're not a hundred percent available for a committed relationship to someone new. So if that's, you know, if you find yourself dating and you're wanting a committed relationship, you probably are going to be better off waiting just a few more months until you're divorce is final before you look or really start trying to cement yourself in a new relationship. That makes a lot of sense because, you know, then you're going to start treating the new person like the old person, right? Well, so they, they, not necessarily. They, okay. they, I mean, of course, of course that would be an unexamined person, right? Like that person is also the unexamined person who just goes right back into it when the mud is still wet on the other side of town. Right. Oh, wow. And okay. so, you know, um, but what, but where, I, how, how I'm trying to conceptualize it is, you know, they're building each new relationship. If you want a committed relationship, you're looking at building a foundation and yes. you can't, you know, and, and a relationship is like constructing a house, you're constructing a bond. You want it to last a long time. You don't want a lot of things that you need to repair in the future, right? Just like a home that you'd build. And if one person isn't 100% available to that new foundation, it's going to leave it cracked. And then the house won't build the way that it should, mm -hmm. right? It's not on stable ground. So you want to be on a stable emotional ground when you enter into a new relationship. Yes. You know, if you're out dating after a divorce and, or while divorcing uh, and looking for a committed relationship. So on that note, you know, uh, men are more likely to remarry within five years after a divorce. Oh, wow. uh, they seem to go, uh, men who have been married are, have a tendency to like partnership and they miss it and they miss what men, there are books on it out there and I couldn't name one right now. It's been a while since I've read it, but there is books out there on making a case for uh, men really enjoying partnership and benefiting from marriage differently than women, that there weren't mm -hmm. a lot of benefits for women to be married mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. because of the extra duties that we t tend to take on. Oh my goodness. Uh, but, but men though, of course, then on the flip side of that men benefit, they get, they get more traditionally, it's seen as men get nurturing. They get right. someone who's going to help them around the house. They get someone who. To um, help might, think for them. My goodness. Yeah. Well, in the emotional stuff, they get someone who helps them be more social because a lot of men will pair up with women that are more social than them and they okay. make their friends set through the relationship. So men have a tendency to look for partnership and remarry uh, sooner than women do. Uh, mm. Although, you know, there's two in the, in the game. So the women will remarry also. Um, well, the reason why I mentioned the age, because just because anecdotally, I know some female friends who are like, I don't even want to be bothered. They're like so happy uh, that they don't even have to use any extra energy to deal oh, with a partner. See, that's so interesting. And that's why it's such a case by case basis, because mm -hmm. anecdotally, I have some friends, too, and I see them in the in the late 50s or so at yep. age range and they are jumping in two feet in and they're like, yeah. well, 
the worst that can happen is I'm going to have a good time for a little while. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, but they're jumping in, like committing and being like intertwining their lives really fast. And mm-hmm. I can't say one way or the other that, cause you know, I'm not playing therapist with my friends, but, uh, you know, a lot of times you want to look at what are the things that happened that will make your new relationship last and be stronger. So, you know, I'm not going to say that everybody that jumps in later in life is more or less better off, right, or worse off. But some of the things that anybody should look at when they've gotten divorced and they want to date again and seeing if they're ready is really number one is like understanding what happened in the last marriage. Like if you don't understand why it ended, you know, there can be some reasons for that, that you didn't get the information if you weren't the one initiating it. But even, and so on one hand, if you know what the reason was, is that something that, you know, you've figured out how you're not going to have that in a relationship again. Right. Right. So, um, you'll and then repeat the, the same, is, the same stuff if you're not, right. you know, making a conscious right. effort to make a change. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the, the other part of that is, is they didn't get the information because maybe they were in a mi- miserable situation for a while, or maybe somebody left impulsively, but if there was such cutoff that they don't have the information as to why their marriage, their you know, they've made this legal commitment and, and spiritual commitment to each other. If they weren't able to get that information, then where was the avoidant person? Was it their partner that wouldn't give the information? Was it them that said, well, if they don't want to tell me, I don't want to ask, mm-hmm. right? And okay. how do they how do they not be in that part of the relationship again? If they're the avoidant person, they're not going to, they're going to end up in an, in a similar situation. Be good to look at that, so that they, that they can at least minimally ask and state what they need in, in a relationship. Um, so, uh, so there's, so even when you're not getting all the information, there's something you can do on your own to go like, wait a minute, but that says something about either me or the person I was with as far as communication style goes. And how do I not have that again? So that's what you'd be looking at in that situation. Okay. Well, hey, y'all, it's Dr. Colleen Mullen. She is a wonderful guest on my show. Like I said, she's been on before. And I thank you and I welcome you to come back again. Please give our listeners your social media handles or whatever information you'd like to give out. Well, thanks, Sandra. Uh, really, uh, it's always fun. It always goes so fast. So I'm I at coaching through. Yeah, I'm at coaching through chaos dot com. That's where you can find my work. You can find get a session with me. You can find links to the podcast and the books as I publish them. And also uh, my old show, Coaching Through Chaos. It's still on every podcast player you can find. And it's a self-help show, interview-based. And if you subscribe to that, you're going to get a whole database full of uh, self-help uh, episodes and uh, from experts in psychology and managing life. And uh, you'll also get the announcement for when Love Unboxed is launching. 
So I hope to have it launched by November 1st, uh, maybe a little earlier uh, if I scramble on things. But uh, coaching through chaos is, the, is what you need to remember. Oh, and social media, Dr. Colleen Mullen on Instagram. That's right, doctor. Thank you so much. And we'll talk again Thank soon. Thank you, Zandra. All right. Okay. All righty, 91.5 Jazz and More listeners. This is your girl, Zandra Pollard. It's Where I Am is on every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. And we'll talk again soon. Hey, next week, we're going to have the male perspective. So we're going to have C. Reggie Rogers, who is the relationship expert, or as he says, the number one relationship expert. So we'll get his point of view next week. Okay. All right. So I'm going to leave you with this song that I love and it is called Never Stop by the Brand New Heavies. <laughs>